Roxo Media House. fans welcome to post game beers podcast i am kyle malloy at yellow k on twitter joined by my compatriots jacob sailors at jd sailors and as always crazy ray cartwright no sultan of stat tonight uh, he is enjoying some time road tripping through las vegas and arizona and who knows honestly where else um i'm sure he's traveling around a lot but fellas we are not in the flying t studio tonight we are coming to you virtually because well you know, schedules are crazy. So uh, October is a little nuts for everyone, especially the Malloy household. Um, this week, this exact week, three of the five of my family have a birthday. So we have already <laughs> celebrated uh, my wife, uh, Mrs. Yell, Mrs. MK. Uh, she turned 40 uh, yesterday. My son, uh, his birthday is on Saturday and I close it out on Sunday. Uh, also turning 40. So it's been a busy week here. How are you guys doing? Aren't you a little old to be gallivanting around with some drinking club and a podcast, (laughs) watching your sports ball? Shouldn't you grow up and be an adult, Mr. 40-year-old? Listen, man, if I wanted to hear that, I can talk to a lot of people in my life. But the reason (laughs) I come to you guys... Because Would you like to name any names? No, no, I will not name them publicly. Hey, happy birthday, MK, and welcome back. I'm glad you're out of rehab because, listen, doing these uh, podcast intros and taking it in and out of break was starting to wear on me, man. I was starting to feel some fatigue. So now I can just kind of kick my feet back and let you drive the bus. But, hey, happy birthday, man. Hey, MK, is it true that you tell your family that they saved the best birthday for last <laughs> well, so um a few years, you know, when my son was younger, he's he's turning 11 this year, he's 10. And when he was a little bit younger, he didn't really understand kind of how this works, you know, how birthdays work. So we would we would tell him, hey, your mom's birthday's first, right? She's the she's the uh you know, one that goes five days. And he's like, Okay, I get that. And your dad's is right after you, but he's older than you. And he's like, No, he's not. <laughs> You know, you're the damn No, no, he's his birthday is the day after, but he is older than you. No, he's not. He's after me. You know, and so so that was that was a fun conversation. Uh, I actually I actually wanted him to be born on my birthday. I thought that'd be kind of fun, but uh, he came a little early. And and you know what? It now now we kind of turn it into let's take a trip, let's do something fun, let's do a combined birthday. Uh, We're we're kind of we're trying to make the most of it. So it's it's always fun. But the thing is. Like I said, it is this month is nuts. We've got football, we've got sports, we've got our birthdays. We're trying to do, you know, so we're busy. And and as you guys are. Well, let, let me just give a little highlight for those who weren't cool enough to receive an invite. So Saturday night, Ray and I show up to uh Kyle's house, and this dude's got a freaking like 
open bar and bartender out on his driveway bartender? in front of his in front of um Malloy Manor. Yeah. <laughs> Malloy Manor. And here I am. I'm rolling up. I roll up out of the Uber or no, um, Kristen drove us, uh, Ray's Ray's uh Ray's counterpart. She drove us to the party and I roll up. I I pull up with a uh, half empty box of Coors and a half empty box of White Claw. And I felt like Michael Scott showing up to the CEO's house <laughs> with his potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, uh, and then uh, Miss Yell like, here, why don't I take these? I'll put them right over here. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much like that party scene. <laughs> I, I mean, the yeah, cool uh, thing is uh, when you grow up, you can afford to, you know, buy drinks for yeah. your friends. <laughs> Sure. And it was going around well, a different guest. Have you tried some of Jacob's beer that he brought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, so we're we're drinking and we're having fun and don't uh, you know? Don't I'm forget about the uh, fully catered uh, meals. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Well, I didn't get any of that. Oh, I man, didn't eat. Missed out on the best. I, I know that it's it's all on me. It's nothing. It wasn't short supply. It was just me not eating. Well, then, so. We're drinking for a while, and then out of nowhere, this big ass party best shows up. And I don't remember; it had a strip pole on it, right? <laughs> I think in the middle it did have. I don't a remember big ordering that one, but yeah, it came with it. <laughs> so then we go out, all of us, a group of like forty people on this party bus, and we show up to a club, not a bar, you know, not a spot to hang out. Club with smoke and laser. And <laughs> I mean, it was the full club experience. And I cannot remember the last time I've been to a club. And that's what we did. For <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. So we're all dressed in 80s costumes. So I mean, it was an amazing night. And MK, thank you for the invite and happy birthday. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 So the theme obviously was you know, we're both turning 40. 40 and 40, you know, we wanted to do an 80s theme. We were both 80s babies. So uh, folks dressed up and we appreciate y'all as well as everybody else coming in costume because, you know, sometimes you're like, ah, I think people will do that, but we're not really sure. And you know what? People got the assignment. They showed up, yeah. they went all out. And uh, we went to Studio 80, downtown Fort Worth. Had a blast. Studio 80. Yeah, shout out to Studio 80. Uh, MK, did I win best costume? I know yeah. there were there was a strong campaign mainly by me there were like elect. six guys dressed as Slash. There were a lot. Yeah. And there, there, I think there was a girl dressed as Slash, too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, seriously, well, that was night. so much fun. And um, y'all, I do not, after a fun night like that, to have to wake up and then go cover soccer. Oh, that my was goodness. Rough. Sunday was rough. Well, we will we'll talk about soccer. But yeah. you know what made the party even better was the fact that we pulled it out against Kansas that earlier yep. that day. Um, and you know, if I told you guys before the season started that TCU football would be five and O heading into a top 15 matchup where they were hosting Oklahoma state, would you guys, would you, would you have been okay with that? In fact, I mean, MK, I explicitly remember whenever you sent out the invites for this party, you're like, it's Kansas week. <laughs> I mean, Come on, no one's no one's gonna want to go to Lawrence uh, for one, and it's Kansas. Yeah, so to me, that's more of a surprise on Kansas. But MK, to answer your question, if you would have told me that, I would have been like, I can see it. 
because I've been on the just get Gary out of here bandwagon for like three years now. So, and I, I could, I, I just been praising. No, I mean, I wouldn't have predicted a win against OU, but if you'd have told me we'd have pulled one out against OU, I'm like, because my whole thing has been the talent's been here. Right. And yeah. there's just been one, like all the problems can be traced back to one single entity. And if you remove that entity, then show me what's going to happen. And I said last week I was going to retire this, but dude, it's been three, three and a half years of pent up frustration. And just to see it all start to pay off now, I I'm having a hard time getting off of it. So yeah, to answer <laughs> your question, I would have believed it. I would have been surprised, but I, I'll be like, I can see it. Yeah. So, so this it. is the first um, top 25 matchup that uh, TCU has hosted since 2017. Um, that was uh, when they hosted the Mountaineers. Um, they blew them out uh, then, but I mean, it's been, it's been a long kind of run for TCU. Obviously we've hosted top 25 teams, but TCU hasn't been ranked, you know, 2018, right. 2019. Well, you know, and today I was doing my viewing matrix and I was thinking about, you know, I was typing in the title week seven. And I was thinking back to last year, I think I was pretty much checked out by week six. So I was just counting my blessings today and saying, how cool is it that football is still fun in week seven? Like, forget about being undefeated. I'm not, I don't even require them to be undefeated. Just don't be like two and three after a bye week. You know what I'm saying? And right. looking uninspired on the field. Like, um, so on this date, <laughs> I shared this picture of me of a Facebook memory that came up of uh, the Texas tech game back in 2018 when I was caught on national TV doing a surrender Cobra after Sean <laughs> Robinson had just thrown yet another interception, which had been a continuing theme uh, against Texas tech. <clears throat> and that season that kind of got me off uh, looking at that season, you know, it's crazy. We were up on Ohio state. Yeah going into halftime, right? And then that third quarter, whatever, Sean Robinson uh, threw that little shovel pass interception. That's kind Which of was like... just a great play by... Was that Bosa that made that play or one of the other bad One of their freaks. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that was like the start of his downward spiral because, I mean, after they lost that game, then it was like L, L, close win, then well, L. You know, I thought, as you're saying this, right, I thought I just had is, yeah, we all blame Sean Robinson for that. But looking back on it and seeing how Max Duggan was underdeveloped his whole time here, yeah, are we positive it was all Sean Robinson's fault? We are not. <laughs> I, I wasn't yeah. really necessarily prepared to jump this far, but um, I was watching the highlights of Quentin Johnson's 14 catches, you know, yep. uh, this last week. And mm -hmm. what, took me back, uh, what took me back was the fact that, yes, Q is incredible. But the thing is, we knew that. We knew he was a top talent. We are expecting him to be a high draft pick. We're certainly hopeful for first round, but whatever. You know, we know he's going to be drafted in the NFL. But some hopefully of those to throws, the Chiefs. <laughs> hopefully. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, but some of those throws by Max, like I, I don't remember. Um, he, he has not had a single game where he threw that many perfect passes to his receivers that I remember. Now, I'm sure it's, you know, statistically, somebody's going to come up and say, oh, remember this game, but I'm just watching no. Max. He, he looks so much more confident, uh, so much more ready to play. And, and they have, they're putting him in a position to succeed. Like that Tay yeah. Barber throw. Unbelievable. Back at the end zone. Unbelievable. He's the only one making that catch. 
So, hey, um, before we get off too far, can I um, can I give my just kind of general overview of this game real quick? Please. Okay, so we're walking away from, like, listening to the other podcasts, you know, I feel like we judge what we've what we saw last the hardest, and what I mean by that is we're walking away thinking, "What the hell is up with our defense?" Right? But if you split that game into two halves, you see two completely different games. So we're watching the first half, and it's like, "What the hell is our offense doing?" You know, our defense is like amazing, and then yeah. you completely flip that around in the second half. So it's really hard to, I don't know. But what I'm trying to get at is here is I would like to do a uh, dramatic reading of the first half <laughs> drive chart. Okay. As a, a, so, a salute, as a salute to our friends at the solid, solid verbal. verbal. Yeah. I was going to say, all right, okay. go for it. So TCU starts with the ball and I'm just going to read down the results of each drive. Ready now, Ray, yes. get some production music ready for this. <laughs> all right. Queuing up production music. Do, 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 Go. Field goal. Punt. Downs, punt, punt, downs, punt, fumble, touchdown, field goal, interception, end of half. That's how the first half went. Now, if you, can, if you, while if I'm on a roll, if you only hear that, it sounds really unsuccessful. You're like, oh, what a terrible game. And he's Dogs getting blown out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you like to hear the second half? Yes. I'll go through this one quick. Touchdown, punt, punt. Fumble, touchdown, touchdown, interception, touchdown, 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 miss field goal, punt, touchdown, touchdown, downs, end of game. That's a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> incredible. When was the last time you saw two teams play two completely different halves like that? Um, so, you're not going to think of one. Yeah. It no, doesn't exist. Awesome. So the follow-up question to that is why the change in – like, why was it so different from first half to second? Okay, were, were, the, so, were the defenses getting tired? Or well, were the offenses picking things up? Did they, would they make halftime adjustments? So I have, I have an answer from my own brain and one I'll steal from Purple Theory. So the answer from my own brain in defense of the TCU defense is I've seen this a lot in other games where when you have a team with a quarterback with a very unique style and you spend all week game planning for this quarterback, and then he comes out of the game and a completely different quarterback comes in. Sometimes he has a lot of success because the defense is ready for that style. They're just kind of reacting, right? They haven't prepped for it. They don't know what's going on. The last time I saw it with TCU was after we pulled Sean Robinson against OU and Michael Collins came in and had like four touchdowns on his first four possessions after they shut down Sean Robinson. Now from purple theory on the flip side, TCU's offense started having success because they started going uh, in the hurry up against Kansas in the second half. Now, why is that important? Because Kansas doesn't have a lot of depth. So if you go in the hurry up, Kansas can't substitute new defenders. on. Okay. So in the first half, I feel like they were really trying to slow the game down. And so they were substituting on every play, but that allowed Kansas's defense to also sub and keep their guys fresh. And in the second half, we kept their starting 11 on the field basically the whole half and just wore their ass out. I also think to Kansas's credit, you know, I tweeted this after the game. Kudos to Kansas. Their offensive scheme was amazing. <clears throat> and I think that really tripped up the defense was a lot of their pre-snap motion that they okay, would Okay, so do explain to, the first half. Um, 
<laughs> He's no Jason uh, Jalen Johnson. Is that his name? Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels. Daniels. Uh, hey, that's he the number knows, one Heisman candidate according to Kansas Twitter. So you better well, learn his name. In fact, Jason Bean may be the new number one Heisman. No, candidate I, dude, it's, it's good. Game. It may not. It may not happen against OU, but it's not going to be the same when a defense actually has time to prepare for that guy. That's yeah. that's my whole point. If Kansas finishes five and seven, should Jalen Daniels win the Heisman? Because <laughs> he was well, that valuable. Did you see the controversy coming out? Uh, so some one of their yes. beat writers or whatever said, uh, breaking news, Jalen Daniels out for the year with a separated shoulder. And then Jalen Daniels quote tweets that and says, well, that's news to me because I haven't heard that. You know, I, yeah. I actually went to that guy's uh, Twitter account and he still hasn't pulled it down. So obviously he believes in what he, in his sources. Yeah. Uh, and it could very well be, he doesn't play an, another down the rest of the season, but I think it's very possible they go five and seven with Jalen Daniels. This is an aside, so. but do you think it's weird that, that college wants to hold all injuries and that stuff to, you know, as close to the chest as possible until the very last second. And then we find out, you know, on Saturday at 11.58 that somebody's not warming up, you know, and yeah. you're like, oh, we didn't know that. But then NFL, like, you have to provide that information because it's it's a it's a business and, you know, they have the well, certain for rules betting. and stuff. I, yeah, mostly like for betting. Gambling. I mean, you can bet in college. Well, I, mean, it's like, I know. I'm surprised I really don't they get haven't it made either. those same rules. But at, at least in the NFL, you do have to say whether a guy's going to play one hour before the game. Yeah. But for as far as game planning purposes, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Dak play on Sunday night, you know? So I was impressed with uh, the the quarterback. Was it Bean, the, the backup yeah. quarterback? Um, obviously, we weren't expecting to play him, but he had a really good second half, and I would not be shocked at all if they destroyed Oklahoma this weekend. Yeah, you could say he flicked the bean all over the field on Saturday. You could say that. <laughs> Don't lay out was, on me. That's a I was trying to get it. I was trying to get MK to lay out. Just have dead air for about twenty seconds. That's a quality joke. <laughs> I was laying out. I'm laying out. And we'll take it to break after the. <laughs> All right. So. Hey, oh wait, wait. Did we actually go to break? Or? No, we did not. We're talking about. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Bogs are five and zero. Oh. We're two and zero oh in conference. <laughs> We've got wins over Oklahoma, which man, they they. They are just downtrodden at this point. Um, and Kansas, we have no idea what's going to happen with the backup quarterback, but I, th I think we're still pleased with the start so far. You guys agree? I'm Dude, uh, how pretty, can you not be? I don't know. I think there's meat left on the bone with this uh, five and they've oh covered start. every game. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's a joke. Yeah. How could you not be happy with where the yeah. This team is at yeah right i now. mean i was seeing tweets in the tcu group chat on twitter on like it was like saturday at three o'clock and it's like man i'm just so scared of oklahoma state and i'm like bro take a minute to celebrate what the hell we can be worried about oklahoma state on like thursday it's forget kind of about amazing oklahoma how state. quickly that our expectations change right so well, what are your we, expectations no no i'm saying we went into the season going hey Let's get to a bowl game. Let's go eight and four. You know, that right. would be an amazing season. Seven and five. Hey, it's the first year under Cindy Dykes. And now we're like, college playoff or bust. Dude, or, you know, yeah. if, if our backup cornerback plays like that again, there's no way we're going undefeated. Well, right. okay, no shit. <laughs> we're not going to go undefeated. 
if we I do, know, I was hoping seven and five or better. My nipples were on the line. <laughs> I said, I said eight was meeting expectations. Wait, can we revisit that real quick for the for those who missed it in the previous pod? What's the what's yes. the bet again? So oh, yeah, with, I forgot about uh, this. With a former TCU football player, I have a bet. Sean, did he Robinson. happen to? I'll just say it. Sean he, Robinson. Yeah. What position did he play? <laughs> so he now plays safety for Kansas State, I think. Um, the bet was if TC goes five, wait a minute, seven or worse. <laughs> of course not, Jacob. I'm not going to tell you who it was. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> or I'm not. His gonna name's tell you his, his name. Well, you... rhymes with Fandy Fulton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That'd be funny. Fandy wasn't uh high on the frogs going into the season. So um you know, five and seven or worse, if TCU had that kind of record, I would get my nipples pierced. But if they went seven and five or better, then he would have to get his nipples pierced, and then six and six is just a push, and then nobody wins. So well, let's not let six and six happen. That would be devastating <laughs> yeah. for many reasons. Man, yeah. Yes, that would, that would be, be catastrophic at this point. If they were <laughs> six and six. So the you're bat- sitting pretty well. That, or six if and they six would be a bad five beat. And seven at this point. <laughs> the, the t- Wait, oh, but there's a buyout clause, right? There is a buyout clause that I fully expect to be exercised. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're already at five and zero. Oh. Uh, a six and six or a five and seven would be a bad beat on his part. So, yeah. Can he cash out right now for a little bit? <laughs> full amount? No. No. <laughs> there, this isn't, uh, what's it? Bovada right. or whatever. But if he goes, if he goes through with the bet, like gets his nipples pierced, we got to do that on the show. We have, oh, or, or, we, yeah. or we have to have some. Or you, if yeah. they lose out. <laughs> Dude. Oh my God. Um, MK. If TC loses out, we'll cry, but we'll at least cry, be able but to. I will also, I will cry in laughter. Being, I will be there in person to watch Ray get his nipples pierced. <laughs> Holy shit, that would be like the most comforting thing after losing out right now is seeing Ray get his nipples pierced. <laughs> I don't know pierced. how comforted I would be. <laughs> that, okay. Can you imagine Ray? Ray, week after week, we've lost four in a row. <laughs> oh, and I'm just over here hand over my face like oh my god oh i'm not cheering for other big 12 teams oh gosh <laughs> starting to go fund me to raise this buyout option <laughs> oh man well so any more thoughts on the game i mean i will say this i brought up the question last week if kansas would even make a bowl given their remaining schedule but dude i think they're kind of legit good yeah I think they're kind of they're going to win one or two more games, and it may start this week against OU. I mean, I certainly but, hope so. I I I think I, I'm I'm a little worried because my predictions have been off the last two games. I I thought we would lose to Oklahoma. I just thought they were a better team. That turns out well, not, you're a bandwagon. Be, yeah, well, that turns out <laughs> not to be the case. Um, and I thought we would destroy Kansas because I thought they were overrated, and they turned out to have a really solid team. So. I feel like my projections are a little off and it makes me a little nervous about Oklahoma state. Yeah. yeah I mean, okay, I was so. um, more impressed with Kansas than I was with like TCU coming out of that game because I felt, yeah, I just, you know, I just wonder about the surprise attack from the backup quarterback 
and how much that played into 28 second half points. My prediction was 42-24, so I missed that by 10 points. A touchdown and a field goal um, for, for each side. So this easily could have hit that number, and I would have considered that a blowout. I mean, they had 28 in the second half. And that was with a quarterback we didn't prepare for. So now, I mean, OU is OU. I don't know what they're going to do. But going forward, those teams are going to prepare for Bean. It's going to be a different story. I hope OU finishes last in the conference. I want that so fucking bad. Well, if they get Gabriel back, I don't think they will. He played against Texas, and he was trash. When? He played How against Texas, against- right? I don't think so. I thought he was so bad that they were no, they basically they had, no, they had like running backs throwing passes, dude. I don't think he played I guess at I all. Thought, I guess maybe maybe it was Bevel. Yeah, he's but terrible. I, so I thought um, uh, maybe this is a hot take, and I certainly don't uh, hate that Oklahoma's down this year, but um, the last couple of years, regardless of who is good between Texas and Oklahoma, that has always been a good game to watch. And this year was terrible, you know? And so I, I, I didn't enjoy that because it was like, this is a blowout and a, a true blowout, like never close, never an option for another team to come back. And even when Texas is down, they've always played Oklahoma as hard as possible. Okay. But Bevel was six for 12 for 38 yards. Okay. I thought well, game was played. No. So 12, so we had 12 pass attempts. They had four skill position players combined for five pass attempts, almost half as many as what Bevel threw. They were lost. They had no shot on offense. I will say, though, and this is a point that Jacobs made, too, and I agree with him, uh, that the Texas OU game was fun to watch from the perspective of watching Quinn Ewers. The dude is absolutely awesome. He is amazing. He's going to be trouble here in about a month for TCU. <laughs> Yep, he will be, but we'll worry about that then. Hopefully we only have, or we have zero losses going into it. We've got a defensive player named Hodge who uh, doesn't mind taking some folks out. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Dude, how two about in, that? He's two in a row. Knocked out two quarterbacks. So, hey, so real quick, <laughs> let, let, let's connect this. So, hockey, who's the guy that comes in and his only job is to get in a fight? Oh, this was the uh, – Oh, the – Enforcer, the enforcer, like enforcer yeah. right? Do, yeah. do do hockey teams still have an enforcer? Not anymore. Do not yeah. anymore. They're too much of a liability on the ice as far as, as like actual said, hockey. They put, they put skirts on them now. As yeah, they kind of do. According, uh, well, that's because Clayton. it's because hockey players were like committing suicide and stuff <laughs> from getting into fights. And... That'll happen. I I guess CT no. is rough. <laughs> yeah, only rough. when you get only when you take fist to the head for 15 years. I don't think Jamoy Hodge is our enforcer, but he's he's as close. You know, no, he's, he's a starting football. linebacker who had a big yeah. interception in that game. He's a yeah. good player. If anything, it's uh, Kamara. That dude will lay the wood on you. My he goodness. will, and then he'll also miss a tackle that'll go 40 yards the other way. So yeah, I don't that was expect another this... thing about about that game. We had like nine or ten missed tackles in that game. In the second half, yeah, it was so it was just so weird because in the first half we were shutting their ass down. So I sent and a text the... to my friends in the first quarter that said our tackling is amazing, and yeah. as soon as I sent it, it like it completely one eighty. 
changed. We had the same conversation at the bar. Same sure conversation did. at the bar. Sure did. You know, and we're also overlooking the fact that Shad Banks once again flipped a game single-handedly. Like he did with the interception against Baylor last year and forcing that fumble at the inch that ended oh up going. I mean, that game was so stuck in mud. It was like, we can't let Kansas get the lead. And then immediately, you know, they hit the ball in the QJ. And I think the yeah. best thing about QJ is how quick he can spin those spin moves he was making. Like it's, yeah. uh, you know, Chris <laughs> Berman, you know, it was like watching Chris Berman whoop. call highlights. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Whoop. It was insane. He, he the was thing so is, good, he's, he's not um, like Darius Davis. He's not like Tay Barber. He's not, no. you know. It's like Josh. Well, they Dox. sure as hell try to use him as such. But I'm saying Boy. he catches the ball, and somehow he just flicks these guys off of them like they're nothing. Yeah, I don't remember running a lot of bubble screens to Josh Doxson, and I kind of hate think that, that was we're a, doing I that with with uh, I don't Johnston. Think that was a big part of the offense back then. Um, it, it actually it, it was it was. If you go back and watch those tapes, it actually was. But did you hear Parker, uh, you know, Purple Theories comments on uh, all the bubble screens? Yeah, it's part of the offense. You got yeah, you got to so, use them to set up the set up opening. Well, up they, the they do it. It's a part of the read at the line. And they right. do it whenever they have numbers on that side. And so, you know, now that I think it was Parker that said uh, they have an offensive philosophy now. And so yeah. that makes bubble screens tolerable because you know they're like well we'll take these five yards or whatever right if you're gonna give it to us especially if you're okay using all four downs right which tcu definitely is now that was one thing i hated in the first half when we got stuffed on fourth down i don't like going out from under center when you never do it because you're just basically saying this is going to be a handoff oh and it's also going to be to our backup running back Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I wish, sure. that, I wish that Max would take more snaps under center <coughs> and then do some, you know, play action. They, they, they change it up. They, they throw the ball, they, they run it so that. Yeah. But you're that, also asking, you're also asking for fumbles on the exchange. And you're also asking for Max to have less time to read the defense. Cause he has his back turned while he's trying to drop back. Yeah. I like is, he's got more time. He's got more time to do that, and and if they know that they're going to run it, there's they're going to stuff it every time. And also the thing, yeah, that's why I hated the play call. Like, if you're going to go under center there, just have Max sneak it. I think it was three three straight runs. That was what I was most uh, frustrated with at that. What point. is it? It was three straight runs. Oh yeah, but yeah. if you got if you got fourth and one, you're going to go under center. Just have Max sneak it. Even if they know it's coming, try to stop him. I mean, he's a big yeah, dude. Yeah, beef him. Yeah, yeah, just out beef um, him. Put that pile forward. How do Let's we beat? Uh, how do we beat Oklahoma State, fellas? Are we going to go there right now? Yeah. Let's go there right now. Okay. What does Oklahoma State do well? Well, they rush the passer. What did Kansas? How do you do beat? Well? Uh, score. They had pretty no, good defense run, for a while. No, on defense, it they had was pretty good defense for a while. Yeah. Their defensive line was uh, good, but I was just trying to compare. Sure, you know, they're, and they're you, you kind of wonder. You kind of want. I mean, we have weak spots on our offensive line, so that doesn't match up well for us. 
but you can slow that down with draws, screens, short passes. You know, you can neutralize that. You can get those guys instead of just, you know, as they always say, pinning their ears back and coming for the quarterback, you can get them, you can get them thinking a little bit when you're throwing short passes, draws, screens, you know, things like that. You can neutralize a pass rush. You can. But also what you, you know- can't do is just sit back there and have receivers running long ass routes and expect your offensive line to hold up. So right. if everybody's expecting, you know, bombs to Quentin, it may happen, but only after we slow down their pass rush with a short game. And that also sucks those defensive backs in a bit to where you can't. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, so another thing, going back to Kansas, one thing I was really annoyed about was only giving Darius Davis one target. Like he should have been the player of the game that day. Cause you just get him the ball. It's like, Ray, you remember what I, you remember we were saying that where the hell is Darius Davis, get him the ball. And then they finally throw it to him. He just turns it upfield for a touchdown. (laughs) Yeah, like what a fifty-six. Like we're making it too hard. We're making this too hard. Yeah, I think I remember saying, you know, well, Savion, Savion, bad, bad Savion, bad. He left his hands in Fort Worth. That was uh, bad. Um, You know, we did Corey Spivey with the fumble. There's a lot of bad from that game. I think that's how you beat Oklahoma State: is you get Tay Barber, you get Darius Davis involved. And then you use your running game, like you said, those HP draws to Kendra or even DeMarcado. I mean, DeMarcado's got pop. And, you know, look at Tech. Tech had good success against uh, Oklahoma State's defense. And I think yeah, at first. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look at that drive chart again. But I have not seen Oklahoma State play at all, but I know Spencer Sanders having a good year. My question is, given what – TCU has done to the last two quarterbacks. I mean, Spencer Sanders runs the ball a shit ton. He has a very similar profile to like Jalen Daniels. I mm-hmm. wonder if Oklahoma State is going to be like, man, it's a long season. We can't have, you know, Sanders going out for the rest of the year. Do you think they alter their game plan at all and have him run less? But then they risk altering their game plan too much. And then next thing you know, they get beat and they're like, okay, well now we can't go to Arlington now because. Well, they, they, they absolutely can. They only have one loss. They just have to go beat Texas. True. But what they can't have is, um, is Sanders out for the year. Like, cause you see what it's done to OU. And now Jalen Daniels probably isn't coming back for Kansas. Oklahoma state can't afford that. Yeah. So I just kind of wonder if it's going to alter their game plan because Sanders runs like twice as much as Max does. And we think of Max as a guy who can run it. I mean, it's a vital part of Oklahoma State's game plan. I'd like to see Max run it a little bit more in this game. Why is that right? Okay, but then you're you're opening yourself up to the same issue. I mean, if you're already scoring 40-plus a game, why run him more? And more in the sense of that um, there was – I think they're, you know, it's been pounded in his head, right? Stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket. Uh, when there were opportunities to pick up first downs with his legs. Yeah. Okay, so you want to see That's what I mean. More. Yeah. Okay, because I mean. he, he like still ran it nine times. Not designed quarterback runs per se, but, you know, not be afraid to take off if, you know, your first two reads aren't there or whatever. Yeah. So they ran 64 plays and he ran it nine times. So that's almost one out of every six plays he was running the ball. 
Well, that's, that's not actually, a bad. You can, that's you less can than test. I remember. Well, some of those are scrambles too. Yeah, because I, I guess the place that just oh, you said less. Out. You said that's less than what you remember. No, yeah, I feel like he he runs more than that. But that if well, you, if what you do you have? I mean, so what's your ideal number to back it up? That prove me wrong. I, I think that's well, a sweet what, spot. What's him. the number you're looking for? One out of every four place? No, when you watch five? Max, you you envision like I think he runs one out of every four plays. But just hey, he's running all the time. So if you tell me one out of six, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think that's a sweet spot. Well, you can test my margarita math if you want, but I think it's one out of six. <laughs> I'll carry the two have and uh, finish yeah. with the uh, thirty. Uh, yeah. It's probably like eight and a quarter. One, one, one out of I don't know what the fuck ever. So real quick, um, final predictions, you guys. You 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 guys want to do that for OSU? Sure. Um, yeah, I'll me. I'll read what. It, go ahead, Ray. I'll read what. Uh, I, oh. Do you want to talk about just real quick before we go there? Um, I had Parker's uh, advanced stat preview pulled up. Um, go for it. Did you guys look at that at all? Let me share and I'll just see if there's anything that sticks out at you guys. Just real quick, like one minute. Now, I ain't no nerd, so I these numbers don't make a lot of sense to me. Whoa, like, well, Parker, so, what's with all the numbers and stuff? <laughs> like, all right, so rate. what jumps what's out at me right rate? away... Yeah, so what jumps out at me right away is Oklahoma State does not run the ball well. Hmm. If you if you look right here, I mean, yeah. I know this is bad radio, but they, just for the people listening, they don't run the ball well. Uh, they don't defend the pass at all. They have they're 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 pretty terrible on defense as a whole. Um, as far as our defense goes, it's not great, but it's better than theirs. So if you want to parlay this into predictions, I say. Our offense is good. Their offense is good. Our defense is average-ish, maybe slightly below average. Theirs is bad. Give me the home team by, uh, what did I say? I said 38.58 to 36.78. That's my my final score prediction. Is that what your models are showing you? That's what my models are showing, yeah. I think it's going to be more of a shootout. I don't think the defenses can hold these teams back. I'm going to go 42 to 40 TCU. Okay. Man, I kind of think – I want to say this. I just don't feel like it's going to be – I kind of think I'm buying into this TCU team. I think it's going to be 38 to 27, you know, TCU kind of going away there at the end. You think they're – you think it's just one of those magical games like we've seen like Utah or – I think it's going to, yeah, it's going to be an insane atmosphere there. Yeah. Carter's going to be Or OU. Let me not forget about OU. Right. And, you know, if they can get going early, you know, I'll watch. It could be a a huge blowout. Yeah. So we all feel good about a TCU close win. So we're rushing the field again, right? I don't, I kind of don't want to. We're rushing the. Are we rushing the field again? Yes, because it's fun to do. I mean, it's fun. Hey, just, no. hey, listen, I'm the guy that says rush the field after every single win, regardless of context. So. <laughs> Beat now Kansas does, at home. Undef- you know. Let's yeah. just make for video rush the fi- Hey, it's fun to do. There's no harm in it, and it's fun. Hey, do what it. tailgates will you all be at on Saturday? The standard. 
which is what, what does that mean oh uh, you know some friends of ours um oh but for tailgate talk we do have um former tc wide receiver Corey rogers coming out he wants to drink some whiskey at the tailgate so yeah he was a um three-year receiver he went pro early he said he was the first one in gary's uh regime to go to leave early um he's got some stories about that that i won't tell in the air but yeah <laughs> he uh he played with the packers for a little bit and i think he signed with another team after that but uh yeah that'll be cool catch up hear some stories from him on saturday that'd be awesome i will be doing media stuff whoa, so, whoa oh yeah whoa. are you like, did you did, officially... did you listen last week mk um no, the answer is no. Haven't finished it. Haven't finished it. <laughs> He's like, I got through the first, the intro, and that that was. Yeah, well, it. he was dealing with lawyers and his suspension and all. Yeah, that. HR paperwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, MK, uh, are you going to be at your normal spot? I don't think I've ever seen you on a game day. Normal spot. We are between the uh, the tennis and baseball fields. Um, That's so just so a, far. It's not though. If you it's so live far, there. you can cut through fraternity, you know, Greek row. If you're walking now, from that direction, it's not that far. So okay, so maybe maybe for the night game against K State, I can venture over there. Yeah, we'll maybe, see. but I just don't have enough time. If people are coming from different directions, I can't tell you to come over there. I understand. All right, Ray, give us two minutes on soccer and let's call it a night. Soccer, um, uh, MK. Do you have yeah, no. Speaking of soccer, um, they are three zero and two in conference. They have they are mm-hmm. undefeated officially. Can you say that undefeated? Yeah, unbeaten is what I think. Unbeaten they, they is the word. They have not lost a okay. conference game. Why? Why the hell we draw against West Virginia, Ray? You told us how much they suck. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that was the most annoying freaking game in the world. I think that's the first time I've been harsh. In one of these articles that I've written, uh, Whoa. we totally dominated West Virginia all the first half, you know, second half. They got a little, as I described, lackadaisical with the ball, led to turnovers, you know, more pressure from West Virginia, you know. And then, you know, on a West Virginia cross, TCU tries to clear it out. And then one of our defenders just houses it right in the back of the net. I can't have goal. it. I can't have it. Unacceptable. Intolerable. Unconscionable. And so how do they respond from that? They go out and just absolutely murder Iowa State. Okay. I mean, Iowa State didn't even have an actual shot on net. They had like four (laughs) shots technically on the day, but none of them were even close to the net. Nope. Could I have played goalie in that game and we win? You could have. A uh, Fern could have played goalie in that game. What's the <laughs> What's the equivalent of like no shot on net? What does that even mean? Like a no hitter? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say a no. I guess maybe a shot. You never cro- You never net. crossed into the red zone. <laughs> well, uh, so they got. It's kind of weird how they do it. So they have shots, what they consider shots, right? That's something right. that may they go, go wide over or, the net, wide. Yeah. But the goaltender doesn't have to make, you know, any attempt on it. And then they have, you know, what they have, it's like shots on target, shots on net, right? Where the goaltender has to make an actual save on the ball. 
And so they only had four of these quote unquote shots, but none of them were even close to the net. I mean, TCU just <laughs> destroyed them, obliterated their franchise, but Iowa State is a bad team. They're last. I'm the sorry. Time. I'm sorry. Can we stop the show? I made yes. a mistake, Ray, and I'm so sorry, but I checked Twitter and uh, <clears throat> okay. First of all, sad news. A California. Okay. What's the worst way to die? Oh yeah. The, uh, I the saw your tweet earlier. So California tree trimmer killed after falling into wood chipper. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So I checked Twitter and I get this response. I have no idea who this guy is. He says, is this why they call work the daily grind? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry. I had to interrupt. That just, hey, he had a yeah. chip on his shoulder that day. Oof. Going into work. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, well, are you 42? Uh, that sounds like a great joke for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Ray, real quick. Uh, so, so on that uh, note. <laughs> yeah. On, on that last question. Coach Bell, has his uh, mindset changed uh, preseason? I mean, they were highly ranked. They were expected to do good things. They are um, his eight, two and four overall, three zero oh, and two in conference. Or have they changed anything so far? They've made, I mean, they've made tweaks to their lineups, right? Uh, there for a while, especially after the USC and Duke games, they're really trying to figure out their back line. And so you've seen them make some changes, and you know, probably the most impressive thing about this TCU team this year has been the play of their freshmen. They've got two more freshmen in the starting lineup now that have recently been been inserted. Uh, Kennedy Clounce, well, you got to you got to tiptoe around that name, and then Grace Coppinger, who uh, just scored her last uh, her first goal actually on Sunday. They've been great. They still bring off Tyler Isgrig, which she's awesome, and then Seven Castain has been amazing. Uh, they had another freshman play and the goalkeeper, Azul Alvarez. She was on the uh, Mexican national team, their U-17. We kind of have this Mexican uh, national team goalie pipeline because if you remember a couple of years ago, we had Emily Alvarado. Uh, now we have Azul Alvarez continuing that pipeline. But uh, big game tomorrow. I will be making the trip up to Stillwater. Um, that's a huge game for the Frogs. Oklahoma State sits just outside the top 25. It's Texas and then TCU, I think it's like two points behind Texas or something like that. And then West Virginia is maybe two points behind us. I don't have the conference standings pulled up. But, you know, if we can go out there and get a win, that's, uh, that's a pretty big win if we're looking to three-peat this Big 12 uh, – the Big 12 – conference so they are three oh and two that's three wins zero losses two ties in conference four conference games left um we're you know hoping for some magic as they finish off the season and then into the on the road for so, the for the next three of them wow yeah that's a big that's that's big so all right oh uh, all one right. Last thing. not about soccer this is a non-soccer thing before we get out of here, we have to talk baseball. Just 
for a second to mention TC baseball has a fall ball game this Friday out at globe life field. They're taking on the Rangers developmental team. Again, you remember, if you remember back to last year, the Rangers came to Fort Worth. This time we're going to Arlington. Uh, I think tickets are $10 and I will be out there. I don't know about, uh, either one of you, but it should be I'm fun. a maybe. I'm a maybe. I'm a hard no. It's my son's uh, 11th birthday. Thank you. What better way to celebrate? <laughs> yeah, than uh, uh, seeing his dad uh, live out the LDC. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Final thoughts, guys, before you head into Oklahoma State. Let's go get a win. Uh, yeah, I think I got it all out. I think we're good. Ray, I expect uh, to see this posted in about two hours before I fall asleep, so I can tweet it out. Oh, no. You always got to tweet it out in the morning, get that morning rush. That's right. The, yeah. People are checking their socias. Fair enough. Hey, yeah, guys, I think you can just let them ride, my, uh, though. Thanks again for coming to my birthday party. I appreciate y'all. Hey, you know, any day, MK. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of fun. All right. It was a good time. All right, boys. See you Saturday. Go see y'all soon. Go Frogs. Go Frogs!